And we join now by our market analyst, Clive Ntoza Bantu Ramatibela. Good morning. Hello. Not top of the morning to you, Sukiya, and to the listeners as well. Do you know something? Batulushi salu people COVID did. It is hot. It is very hot. It is very hot. Uh, trust oh. me. Um, struggling with this, so I'm not even going to belabor the point. But, uh, you know, very interesting what's actually happening oh. on the Asian markets this morning, Clive. Um, yeah. And then uh, that shutdown after the 7% fall and stocks and currencies extending their declines, oil erasing oh. the gains as China's uh, weakened. So what's going on here? You know, what, what we really seem to be forgetting that is that this massive engine, this Chinese economy, has been going on at high speed, and it's been steaming and fuming and building assets all over the world. And now, unfortunately, reality is starting to kick in, and unfortunately, the bank does not know how to respond to the negative effects of the outflows of cash that has been put in the, in the, in the economy. So what is happening, Sakina, in, in really layman terms is that this engine has now started to seize up. And what is happening is money is flowing out so quickly that they've now, for the second time, shut down their stock market. The problem with that is if you freeze trading, it means monies, which obviously investors have put in the stock market, cannot trade their money anymore. And on top of it all, you're making it even more difficult because you're saying that you're going to adjust the yuan. So the value of the money that was put in in the first place now significantly has to decline because you have now uh, 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 downgraded or, or decreased the value of the yuan, um, and, and that has serious impact on the economy, on the investors externally, and not only that, it has an impact on the image that China is portraying to the world as a second largest economy in the world. So what is taking place now is that again, because of these issues, people are now starting to be very, very conservative on China. People are starting to think that perhaps maybe this is the turning point. This is the, the bubble bursting on China's forecast in terms of its economy. And it is, it is a very worrying picture. So what we saw was the Asian markets obviously felt the heat. Uh, they, were, they were hit hard this early morning. Um, and as soon as 15 minutes into trading, China stopped and halted all trading activity. And so a lot of the companies that are relying on that particular Fukushima, the Shanghai Composite, started to feel the pressure as well. The MSCI Asia Pacific Index uh, sank by almost uh, 2.5%. And also, if you look at the tumbling of that 7% decline in the Chinese stock, it also impacted some of the big banking uh, institutions which have always been trusted, including some who are not necessarily based in China, they're based elsewhere in Asia. Mm. And then there's another story that warrants closest, uh, closest scrutiny, Clive. The value of South African assets abroad outstripping foreign investment into the country for the first time. Uh, it depends who you are. Then you, you can be either excited or you can, other, you can also be sad. Uh, the value of the South African uh, abroad, uh, assets abroad outstripped foreign investment into the country for the first time on record. This is the first time uh, the South African Reserve Bank has made such a report. The difference between the South African foreign assets and liabilities swung into a surplus of 130 billion rand. For me, that is, because I'm excited, because I love it when I see things like this happen. Um, so what does this all mean? The volatility of the decline, obviously, of the domestic and global equity market, as well as the significant decline of the, of the rand, specifically uh, last year, has created a new opportunity for different investors. So it means that we have now more uh, in terms of external assets uh, on the base 
uh, compared to our debt. So this is very good. The question I've got, though, is, is this truly South African money, or is it investors who are globally based who have put money into the South African economy? And the reason why I say that, Sakin, is because if it still belongs to the foreigners, it means that they can pull the plug at any time. Uh, if they feel that the money is not safe, if they feel South Africa is no longer an attractive destination for investment. Uh, but if it's South Africans and South African businesses that are invested in this, it's good, it means liquidity, it means accessibility, and it means sustainability. Mm. And then I'm very excited about uh, your Thursday investment theme today, and Netflix <laughs> going live in 130 <laughs> countries. Not exactly. Uh, you know, okay. movies for me is really a mood thing. I need to be in the mood to yeah. watch a movie. Um, but this has helped the stock surge by 7.5%. But before you even talk about that, Clive, um, Unati was asking earlier, what is Netflix? Yeah, hey, I'm up by score. <laughs> Let me just explain quickly. Netflix is, is a streaming, an online streaming uh, access uh, to movies, uh, DVDs, uh, old movies, new movies, uh, pr- your favorite shows on television like Abu Skendali, Nabubani, everything that you can think of. They're all there. You have access to them 24 hours, seven days a week. It is unbelievable. It is the new, uh, let's call it the new DVD shop. So now you don't have to go to the DVD shop anymore. And that is unfortunately the sad part is that DVD shops are shutting down because these guys have revolutionized the way we watch TV. It's part of what we call the Internet of Things. So accessibility uh, at any time, as long as you're connected to the web, as long as you're registered, you can actually get one free subscription right now. And it's only going to cost you for the, for the standard package, it's going to be 126 rand per month. And for your premium one, it's going to be 158 rand per month. And listen to this one. Listen to this one. Um, multi-choice is concerned. And they have every right oh, They to have every right to be concerned. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, these guys are now spread to 130 countries around the world. Um, except for China. I'm a China guy. We don't watch movies. We want to watch karate, China. How, <laughs> oh, Clive? I'm serious. No, 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 no Netflix here. Anyway, but it's going to be, it started yesterday for the first time. No, it stops today, actually, on South Africa, and you can actually register on that. It, the, the stock has surged now to about $11.99 uh, cents, uh, in, the, in the U.S. dollars. So it's amazing how quickly it surged shortly after the announcement that uh, it's going to be releasing in a more than 130 countries. Well, as you pointed out, uh, MultiChoice very concerned about this because uh, think about it at that price. If you can watch, you know, basically any movie that you want to, um, yeah. what then would you be watching MultiChoice channels for? You'll be watching Arsenal taking the English Premiership. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it, it basically brings it down to sport and maybe some news channels. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll see how they respond to this, uh, whether there'll be new bouquets available. We don't know. We'll see. But, uh, Clive, we're going to leave it there for this morning. Our market analyst, Clive Ntozabantu Ramatibela.